Well, if you've got your Bibles, would you like to turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse 12? If you've got a paper Bible with me, can you just lift your hand? I just, I just, I'm doing a survey right now. Not many, eh? We all use our uh, gadgets now. But well done. Well done if you've got a paper Bible. That's awesome. The rest of us can tap to or scroll to Colossians 3 from uh, Colossians 3. What did I say? Colossians. I made one up. Colossians 3 from verse 12 says this. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, isn't that something to be thankful for right there? Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. There you go, Tyra. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. I love the theme in there of thanks. Do everything with thanks. Do everything with a grateful heart. Do everything with gratitude. We know from our journey this year that when we remain, when we abide in Christ, our life changes. It causes change. In our lives, when you remain, when you abide in Christ, your life will look different. And over time, it will continue to look different. My life will look different. And over time, I pray it continues to keep changing. And when we remain in Christ, our lives will, not might, not may, but they will produce fruit, eternal fruit, the Scripture tells us. And in Colossians 3 that I've just read, explains some of those, what that fruit looks like. Thankfulness is one of those fruits. Thankfulness is one of the fruit of remaining in Christ. How's your thanks meter, your thanks gauge? Because it's one of the gauges you can measure if you're wondering how you're going. Our thankful, uh, thankfulness is a fruit of remaining in Christ. Thankfulness is also an instruction in the Scripture. It tells us, we just read it, to be thankful. To be thankful. And thanks is also a choice, isn't it? At any given moment, you and I can choose to be thankful or not. 
We can choose to see the glass half full or half empty. It's your choice. It's my choice all of the time. And if there's three points I'm going to give you this morning, because I'm only going short on this bit, that would be it. Thankfulness is a fruit of remaining in Christ. Thankfulness is an instruction. And thankfulness is a choice. I've come to learn through life, as I get not quite as young as I was, but not quite as old as some. Why laugh? Never said anybody's name. (laughs) That everybody appreciates thankful people. Isn't it true? Everybody appreciates thankful people. No no one likes a whinger. Uh, If you want to turn my ears off really quickly, just come and start whinging. I love that slide. Now, this isn't about whinging, and I need to context it because it's just come to my mind. I haven't thought it through, and I could get it really wrong. Uh, But there's a slide that's been on Facebook recently, and it says, my wife said to me something like, this isn't my wife, but my wife said something to me like, you never listen to what I say. And I think that's an odd way to start a conversation. You get that. (laughs) But no one likes listening to someone who's not thankful. No one likes listening or being around someone who's whinging. Everyone appreciates a thankful person. In fact, the people that you want to be around are people with grateful hearts, the people who are thankful. And I think the lens of thankfulness will make you a nicer person. The end of the day. If you're living life through a lens of thankfulness, you will be a nicer person than if you're looking through a lens of something else. And so I want to encourage each one of us to live this morning with that lens on, with the lens of thankfulness. In fact, I'll give you a couple of exercises to practice to help you. In any situation, ask yourself, am I looking through a lens of thankfulness? Is the glass half full? Or is the glass half empty? Just ask yourself that before you speak. It's too late after you speak. Words are like toothpaste. Once they're out of the tube, very, very difficult to put them back in. Ask yourself that before you speak. Is the glass half full? Is the glass half empty? Am I looking through a lens of thankfulness? And the other one I thought of was stop, think, and thank. Now you can remember that, eh? That could be, a, that could be a, like a slogan thing on an ad. Stop, think, and thank. You should write that down. That's really good. Stop, think, and thank. See, I'm even grateful and, and encourage myself because you guys are so quiet. Stop, think, and thank. Before you respond, something happens. What should I do? I oh, know I'm going to stop. I'm going to think, and I'm going to thank. Eh? I'm going to fill the tank with things. I like that too. I just came up with that then as well. <laughs> Today's intentionally about making space for us to give thanks. And I really want to encourage you to live life from a place of gratefulness. I know there's areas in our lives that we struggle with. There may be areas in our lives of lack. There may be areas in our lives that we just really can't find the solution for or, um, you know, which bother us. But live life from a lens of thanksgiving. You'll be amazed 
the opportunities that suddenly occur. My experience tells me that when I live my life through a lens of thanksgiving, it creates opportunities, which may have been problems previously, but when I approach them differently, they become opportunities. And so, stop, think, and thank. It's easy, isn't it? It's a fruit of hanging out with Jesus, is thankfulness. Do you want to stand up for a moment? Because I'm going to um, pray for you. Actually, I'm going to pray for all of us. Before we do that, why don't we one more time give Jesus a big thank you? Because that's why we're here. That's why we gathered. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We honour you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that you would help us live from a lens of thankfulness. Lord, I ask that our lives would permeate, be permeated with your presence. And we know that where your presence is, as we've heard, there will be peace and there will also be a grateful heart. So I ask for every one of us in this place that you would help us be thankful people. Lord, in a generation of entitlement, may your church be known for being grateful, being thankful, living from thanks. I thank you for a wonderful church family. I thank you for this country that we live in. It's a great country. I thank you for the city that we're living in. It's a great city. I thank you that you provide all of our needs, that you are the source. I thank you that in this country we can have a roof over our heads. I thank you that we have access to food and clothing, help. And most of all, Lord, I thank you that we get to live this life, this journey, knowing you. And so I thank you, Jesus, that you said yes to the mission of the cross. I thank you that you did everything that needed to be done so that we can live in relationship with the Father and with yourself and with the Holy Spirit. And today we say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We don't take your goodness. We don't take your salvation. We don't take your family for granted. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.